What? Kidney hurt. Bill Nye in his salty mouth. You like him in his salty mouth. I like him and his salty oh, mouth. And his salty mouth. <laughs> I thought you said in, like you like him specifically in his mouth. Wait, what? No, I like Bill Nye in his salty mouth. Yeah. That's a He's sassy. Uh-huh. That's a shirt if ever I've done and heard it. He's sassy. I like him in his salty mouth. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Good thing we're recording. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Have you guys seen the Good. the wheat paste poster of Bill Nye? And it's just it's it's a very simple one dimensional uh like cutout that someone painted. Anyway, uh the top says the end is nigh. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. That's this is one over at the Hollywood. I like him. Clever. Well, welcome to Ghost and Hose, y'all. Ghost and Hose. It's like we've never we haven't been here in so long. It was yesterday. Right. <laughs> we were we recorded a Patreon episode yesterday. We did. <gasps> Surprise. Yeah, that'll be coming out at some point. The uh, 27th. Yay. So you've All got right. time. Yeah. Shit. Well, welcome to Ghost and Hose, a paranormal podcast where we talk about all things spooky, cryptids, aliens, murder, most foul. Crocs. Dicks. My Crocs. Dicks. Heinous Crocs. Platform Crocs. They're the best. They're the most ridiculous shoes I've ever seen. I love them so much. They oh. just are. Shit talk my Crocs. You'll see. Yeah, you'll no. see. No, I, I love seeing you wear them. <clears throat> They're very comfortable, and I love them. But uh, no, Grandma needs comfortable shoes that she can right. wear all yes. day. Can nice. I wear them to the store? Yes. Can I wear them gardening? <laughs> Absolutely. Did Do I wear you? them when yes. I mowed the lawn? Of course. Yeah. That probably wasn't the best idea I've ever had, though. No, no I mean, it was you fine. you have a lawn to mow? Um, well, my grandparents. You fucking one percenter. My, my grandparents have a lawn <laughs> that I mow because I'm their brown grandchild, so I'll just do it for them because they're in their 70s. Fair. And I figure since my gym is closed, I may as well get some kind of exercise. I'm sure. like, yeah, shit, I'll mow the lawn. I'll give, I'll give a care. Let me do right. it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You guys also shouldn't be mowing the lawn anyway. Again, you're is in your ride? Is it a ride? A ride? Oh, I wish. No, it's not. I guess when you say exercise... Well, the lawn's not that big. It's Driving that isn't big. necessarily exercise, though. No. <laughs> so. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so. I was really kind of hoping that... Oh, hi, I'm Dee. Um, <laughs> We're trying to remember to do that. <laughs> I, I'm really kind of hoping that we can play our really fun new What Fucked Up Bullshit Gwyneth Paltrow Has game. Oh. oh. It's, like, it's like The Price is Right, but better. Oh, you mm-hmm. want to? Yeah. Okay. I want to well, hear some of her ridiculousness. I will pull up Always. some options, okay? okay? We'll play the game. Okay. I'll pull up some things. You have uh, information you'd like to say to us of I, some sort. What? What were you going to say yeah, before we started you, recording? Why do you have an ice pack? You have an ice pack. Oh, right. Tell stories. Um, well, somehow I managed to fuck up my body, probably in my sleep. Not mm. the first time. No, it's not the first time. Apparently won't be the last. Um but I've got, do I don't know. You've seen me sleep. Yeah. It's like a sharknado in my bed. Just limbs everywhere. Yeah. I can't help it. So I don't know. Is it so, your neck? Yeah. It's. Your back? My, no. Your no. Nani? No. Your crack? No. 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 Just my neck. Okay. Um, I can't really look to the right. Because it hurts. Well, good thing I'm to your left. It is a good thing that you are. Um, <laughs> I was trying to park. There was a spot right in front of Randall's house, but I couldn't look to oh, you back in. Yeah. I was like, I can't see. And I have my backup camera, but it wasn't helpful. Yeah. And I was like, oh. You need a flexor all. Yeah, Mama has some. Um, 
at home from the last time I fucked up my situation when I was asleep. Um, but yeah, so if you notice a smell, it's me. Is it your Bengay? Uh, actually, it's a roll-on deep heat Ooh. situation that Fun. it's the same bottle of deep heat that I bought in Dublin when I fucked up my knee after getting dickfished. Ah, <laughs> yes, the old oh, dickfish. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Uh, she, it's too late. She already knows that traumatizing story. Uh, yeah, but yeah. She's already traumatized. Exactly. So there we go. So at least I still have it because I was trying, <laughs> I was also trying to not. Like, I love my Ben Gay, but I didn't want to have it on my hands. Fair. So. Fair, because, I mean, that's a that's a smell. It is. This, I, I don't know. I love, they both smell very good to me, but for different reasons. Uh, okay. But Ben Gay is always my number one favorite grandma smell. Fair. I smell like I feel on the inside. Okay, like good. I'm 75. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh God! All right. Well, fuck. Do we have any backhoes? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, um, shit, homie. Ow! Finally, hold on. Oh, damn it! It's a thing. <clears throat> um, yes. Our friend, our yes. friend that is the one that told me. Yes. About. Told us where? There we go. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh. Yes. <clears throat> Hellkel. Yes. I don't know your real name, but into it. Thank you so much. Hellkel was the one that uh, sent the, yeah, the know, superstition. Stu- superstition Mountains. Uh, Dutchman. And um, I'm glad you liked it. So, yay. i looking at your tattoo right now. Into it. All right. Um, cool beans. some other messages there right now, but okay, cool. Um, no backhoes then? I don't think so. All right. Let's let's play our game. All right. So what kind of fucking bullshit? I need to gather. Paltrow is up to. I need to gather just a quick bit of intel. Okay. Because one of these, I want to make sure that I'm giving a comparison. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Um, okay. Good. I like I, that you're being fair. Well, I want to make sure. So, like, when I go, this thing is this much money, and you can get the same thing for this much money. Okay. I still can't believe she has the audacity. To name her candles. Her only two candles. The caucasity. Yeah. It is some rich white lady bullshit. The audacity. This is what my vagina smells like. Is it? Really? Do you think... How does she... How? (laughs) Like, how, how, how does her brain reason that? How, Na- how does how does it? It's that NASA patch she's got on her forehead. I mean, do you think she thinks she's being clarity. funny, or do you think she feels like she's being sexually empowered? Gwyneth Paltrow, Which, fine. Okay, Gwyneth Paltrow has no sense of humor, so no, she's not being funny. She thinks she's a very astute businesswoman. Okay, no, Gwyneth, you're not funny and you're not clever. It's just dumb, right? It's dumb. Like, Nobody wants to smell your vagina, or your orgasms. Nobody cares enough to want that. I'm sure her boyfriend's the only one that has that candle or even cares. Does she have a boyfriend? I don't know, because I don't care. I mean... In my head, I'm just assuming there's a warehouse, like in Indiana Jones, just full of those candles. 
Because right. nobody's going to buy them. Somebody does. Somebody does. Well, and then I, I got mind blown yesterday. A, I didn't realize that Elon Musk had a child. Mm-hmm. B, uh, I was... Uh, have y'all heard about this? What, uh, uh, listeners, friends, countrymen, do you guys know what Elon Musk named his child? <laughs> I was mind blown. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it bunch of science. <laughs> just... Mm. It's science. It's just symbols. Yeah, it's... It's computer speak. It's weird. <laughs> it's numbers and letters. And, I mean, what's the kid's signature gonna look like? Exactly that. So... It looks like, it looks like a math equation. It does. So... X-A-12... That's the child's name. Yeah. Variable, X variable. Mm-hmm. Ash. The oh A-E is apparently the elven spelling of AI, which is shorthand for artificial intelligence. And this is Elven? Called- like elvish? Like Lord of the Rings? That's what it says. And then... Dude. Grimes, mother of this baby... Uh, it's just X, like the letter X, then A-I, like how you said the letter A, then I. Uh, and then... Is that a direct quote? Yeah. Okay. It was uh, something she wrote on Instagram. She's cute. I'd never, I've never heard of her. Uh, I guess Elon Musk was on, or he was talking to Joe Rogan, because of course he did. Uh, Grimes, I guess, he said, came up with the name. Did she? So it's the letter X. Uh, then the A E is pronounced Ash, sure. and then A twelve is Musk's contribution. He has five other children. Does he really? He does. Uh, I believe all boys. There's twins and then triplets. Oh God! Yeah, that's some horseshit. I he has be- a, one set of twins and one set of triplets. Yeah. Are these all different women? Uh, I believe they are from one one other person. I don't know enough about. So one Elon person Musk. got pregnant twice, thinking she's just going to have two, two kids babies, and, and then she's like, five. "Surprise! Here's five babies." I would be so mad. I'd be pissed. I would have kicked him straight in the dick. Wow! Been like, what kind of cursed rocket semen? Right? Are you working with Elon Musk? Right. But then again, then Grimes just had the one. Right. So I don't know. I don't like it. I don't oh, like those. Jeff Bezos has a dick ship. I don't like I those. I learned odds. so many things yesterday. <laughs> I learned so many things. Jeff Bezos has a rocket ship that is literally shaped like a dick. Mm-hmm. A penis. Yeah. Space dick. A dick. So. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's that's all I learned yesterday. I learned those things. I feel like that's enough knowledge for the day. Yeah. What's Gwyneth up to? Dude, y'all. Please. I'm so mad. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, we're going to start off with this one. This is the comparison one. I'm going to shoot this one off first. To give, for people who don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. All right. So, the first one I'm going to give you guys is a natural oak serving bowl. Okay. Bowl. 
a bowl. Okay. Well, how big is it? Bowl. 14 inches. 14 inches. 14 okay. inches. Now, okay, it's just like a big before we go into the bowl. price, you get them at yeah. Target. You can get them at Target. Mm-hmm. I did look. There are like high fa- high end, fancy motherfucking, real expensive serving yeah. dishware. Sure. All right. Uh, this doesn't look like that. This is just like a salad. It which bowl. looks like sure. a bowl. Okay. And it says it com- comes from the Canadian forests. Oh, good. Okay. Canada. So what do we think a- that price is? $85. Okay. I'm going to say 100 100 So before I tell you the price. Oh, boy. Yes. It's a great store that I really like to go to. It used to be called Cost Plus World Market. Yeah. Yes. It is now just World, world Market. Market. I love the World Market. I right. do, too. I get their texts. I forgot that I signed up for that and... Like keep texting you. Please stop. Uh, they have a Thailand acacia wood serving bowl. Okay. That is twelve inches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Twenty nine ninety nine. Perfect. Yes. Right. Sure. The natural oak serving bowl served or uh, sold by Goop is one hundred and ninety dollars. Oh, it's a bowl. It's a bowl. It's a bowl. It's a bowl. It's a fourteen inch bowl. Uh huh. It's a bowl. Made out of the mighty oak. Now, Gwyneth Paltrow, you are an asshole. I will tell you that the Thailand bowl not only is is it more attractive. One, it is. It's far more attractive. It's the one that's. Uh, it's got the the high squared edges. Mm. You know, and the like very clear, distinctive strips of wood yeah. being used. Hers looks like it was carved out of a sink. Actually. Like the picture they have on there kind of makes it look like it's with it was three D printed. Oh God! Like it's not. It looks it. It's ugly as sin. Like all, the grain <laughs> isn't consistent at all. Oh. So that's that. Does she? I don't understand. I know. Neither do I. She just does. It just does she not have enough money that she has to try to convince people to spend way too much money on her bullshit? Oh, get ready. We got five more. Oh, Good. boy. Uh, the Craft Salt Mill from Scandinavian design house Norman Copenhagen's craft line of kitchen goods. This salt mill looks good, yes, but beneath the white oak exterior, there's a crush grind grinder that can stand the test of time. We're talking 200 years of use, so let's just say it's a solid investment. Solo or paired with the matching pepper grinder, this is a thoughtful gift built to last. It is 10 and a half inches tall, white oak and marble. What do we think? It's it's for salt. Uh-huh. You put rock salt in it and you grind it up. Uh-huh. <sighs> She's done something heinous. <laughs> um, 75. Uh, I'm going to uh, say 150. Spoiler alert. The pepper grinder is the same price. Okay. Oh, so they don't come as a set. No. No. Oh, of course not. Price is right rules you lost Damn it. by $5. <gasps> what? It was $145. Shut the fuck up. $145. No. You wretched cunt. No. $190. No. $200. 40, 200 for it would both. be It would be $290 for Yeah, both. for both. Oh, good fucking Lord. I really don't like her. I you know I I never thought twice about her ever until I found out about her heinous fuckery, and now I just I have to say I'm just not a fan of her bullshit. You're gonna love this one. Oh boy, a Vera blazer jacket, just a blazer, a yes, blazer. okay, sure. Inspired by the boys, but fit for the ladies. <gasps> 
Okay. This multitasking stretch twill blazer complements a woolen a woolen work skirt and smartens up your weekend denim. And sure, its notch lapels and structured shoulders may read classic, but it's the subtle design tweaks like the single tortoiseshell button and the center pleat down the back that make it modern. It sounds hideous. Number one, it's a she sounds it's hideous. A dark blazer. Okay. It's a dark blazer. It's a blazer now that you could get at the Ross for this, fourteen ninety nine. This is on sale. Oh, good. Oh, Christ. So, which price would you like to guess? Okay, let's guess the. Do you want to guess sale price? Okay, and then you tell us both sale and original. Sure. Okay. What do you think? So I'm going for sale price. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's on sale. For three twenty-five. Okay. I say it's on sale for two hundred and thirty dollars. Okay. So I'm telling you the sale, and then I'm telling you the full. Yeah. The sale price is six hundred and thirty dollars. What the fuck? What the fucking fuck? The full price is twenty-one hundred. Why? No. Yeah. What is it made out of? Does it come with money lined on the inside? It is made with forty-two percent virgin wool. 36% alpaca and 22% uh, polyamide. That sounds hot and itchy. Uh huh. Oh my God. Dry clean only. No, nobody oh dry God. cleans. Available in sizes 2 and 10. Oh. Oh. So people actually bought them. Because those are the only sizes she has left. Uh-huh. But also, how many did she make of each? Because I'm going to guess not One. a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> Have you ever purchased anything from Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow? Let us know. We need to know why. We need to shame you. So (laughs) many questions. Okay, now this next one's going to be harder. Okay. But I picked it for a reason. Okay. Also ridiculous. Good. Good. An oak table grater. Okay. For like just grating cheese on your pasta right there at your table. Okay, I got you. uh, I got you. It's conical. Okay. All right. Again, I've seen those at like Fred Meyer. Yeah. Target. Yeah. For you know. So just crate and barrel. 15, if you want to get fancy, fifteen bucks. Yep. Some extra big. They have them. They're more expensive, but standard is like you know fifteen dollars. Right. Sure. What do you sure. guys think? Oh, Jesus, what's it made out of? It's oak and oak metal. And okay. What's her deal with oak? I don't know. Now, like I said, this one's going to be harder. I picked it specifically because it's still ridiculous, but it's going to be challenging. Okay, okay, okay. Well, her salt mill was 140-something, wasn't it? 145. 145. So her conical cheese grater, I'm going to say it's 250. Okay. And then I'm going to be real mad. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be mad no matter what. Uh I want to say this for some reason is lower, Uh like a lower price point. For no good reason, aside from Gwyneth Paltrow's bananas. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to say... Toots Banoons. $95. You were both over. It was 60 Oh, interesting. So far, the most reasonable thing I found on this website Which is, is this cheese grater. Completely. Which 60 is still way too fucking high. Yeah, for I could... cheese grater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could buy like four of them uh-huh. for the price of that one. Yeah. That thing had never, it better never rust or break for $60, right? Um, A cheese grater. I bought my cheese grater at Ikea. 
That's for like the place to do it. Three dollars, right. maybe. Perfect. Yes, it's, it's the bowl, and then it comes with the, the lid. different lids, yeah, and I, then another lid because you're like, I have shredded cheese now, and you can you're just it put container. it in there. It's really smart. I have it too. I have the same one. Yeah, because it's the best. So this next one, uh, it's it's referred to as a hand blown carafe. It is. <laughs> I would definitely refer to it as a decanter. Okay. okay. Not a carafe. Okay. Okay. Uh, hand-blown carafe by yeah. a Turkish artist in Istanbul. Okay. okay. I feel like whenever it mentions where the designer is from, it's going to be more Even expensive. More. Like with the salt mill. I was yeah. like, well, she threw out that it was a Swedish design, so that's going to add on an extra If it's European, uh, it's the European bucks. tax. Yeah. yeah. So, with that in mind... A hand-blown carafe. 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 If you're, if you, if the listener at home would like to get a visual, you know what a decanter is. If you don't, it's what old people will put alcohol into instead of keeping the alcohol in the bottle. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you usually have a set of matching tumblers to go with it mm-hmm. and you serve whiskey in. Yeah. Usually so they're cut crystal. If they're very right. nice. Or blown glass. Or blown or just glass. glass. And there will be a cork you stick ever. in the top. This particular one is, uh, it's blue or blue looking glass and it's got kind of a wave around the outside of it. Okay. Almost like um, show me it, a ripple. Show me it with my eyes. I want to see it with my eyeballs. Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. It's pretty. That's fine. Yeah. Sure. That's okay. You could, sure. So you could probably get this if you're in Turkey. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're in Turkey, you could probably get this for, I don't know, two or three hundred dollars. Sure. Uh, same thing in Venice where they're also known for blowing glass. Probably yeah. around two or three hundred. Um, you'd probably be able to get a set for around four to five hundred. Mm. So what we're saying is this is going to be way more than that. Uh-huh. This bitch. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say 500 Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> You're way more apprehensive to go that low. Yeah. I'm going to go 1000 1320 Jesus. Boo, you whore. <laughs> Boo, you whore. Gwyneth Paltrow. You're horrible. You're an awful person. Mm-hmm. She is. You're horrible, heinous. This is why money grubbing. I said person. the terrible things about her that I did because she's an awful human being. I'm in agreement. This last one is the Vesper vibrator necklace. Okay, so okay. it's a vibrator that you wear around your now, goddamn neck. Here's the thing: that's not uncommon so... in the world of celebrities because I have seen and heard of. Many female celebrities owning these. But why do you need to take it with you everywhere you go around your neck? Hey, so sometimes you... you just gotta fucking bust run. one out. You, I mean... mi- you might gotta. <laughs> you might just gotta. Sometimes you're in a you stressful see... situation. Here's the thing. You're on a bad date. You see a real hot server pass you at the table. Yeah. And you're like, well, I mean, this is going to be better than whatever the fuck I'm doing right now. Yeah, you're like, I'll be right back. Jump and then the you're in a much better mood. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're Samantha Jones from Sex and the City. Just, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Pop into the stall at Yard House, take care of some business, yeah. get back in there, and at least have, at least feel relaxed on your shitty date. Right? Be like, at least you're in a better mood. You're right. like, well, now I can handle this. Right. Fucko. 
So this pretty oh, bullet-shaped Jesus pendant Christ. is Point here it. for the transition from night out to night in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this? Gwyneth Paltrow did. That is. It's a necklace and a vibrator. It's made of stainless steel. Okay. Yay. Finished in 24 karat gold. Yep. Oh, no. And it's waterproof. Well, I'd hope so. It has shit. four speeds, two modes, pulsing and constant, and is known for being quiet. You can recharge it quickly through any USB port. Huh. A full charge lasts 40 minutes. Huh. That doesn't feel like enough time. Does it not? I don't know how that works. I don't... Uh, well, I mean... With a vibrator, I feel like it would be faster than a dude. Yeah, it's it is true. Yeah, unless you're going mm-hmm. for some crazy self marathon. Yeah, In forty minutes. Yeah, no. What? Oh fuck her. Um. God. Yeah. Damn what do we it. think? It's eight hundred something. Okay. Twenty four karat gold. Remember, I Dips. know. Twenty four karat gold finished. Still. That that's. You can gold leaf something for really cheap. Well, you can. You can. But then the, the, the markup. Right. 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 Uh, there's also a jewel on it. Did I see that correctly? Oh, uh, that's a button. A button. I mean, ah, well. So this right. thing is about this blind. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her about vag candle's, what, 75? Mm, 80? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say... I'm gonna let you rescind that 800, because it's way high. But okay. this is still way too high for how, for what it is. Okay, 250. Okay. Oh, so 800 was too high. Way yeah, too high. Oh, okay. Three hundred. It was one forty nine. Oh, huh. Get that on Still, Wish for a dollar. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but what comes Still with Still too this? much fucking money. <laughs> what comes a, with the Wish vibrator? You guys, not, the diameter is half an inch, and it's three point eight inches long. The thing is tiny. Yeah. It's tiny. Mm. It probably costs around seven dollars to make. <laughs> yeah. At most. Oh yeah. Oh Gwyneth, you're horrible. You suck. Just... So that's been our new segment. (laughs) Fucking. Mad shit at Gwyneth Paltrow. Fuck you, you tainted whore. Money-grubbing, horrible whore face. Whore. I hate her so much. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So. Well, who goes? Do I go first? Do do go first. All right. Well, I'll do that then. Okay. So I've got a story. I've got one to tell. It's right here. I'm going to. Get real ready with it. So, today, I'm going to talk to you guys about the cursed town of Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh gee. Like that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wisconsin. For crying in the mud, Howard. Real right? Fun one. So, For corn's sake. <laughs> I'm clear. Corn's sake. Did you ever this watch- one's going to go for like an hour and 80 Hot minutes, dish. you guys. <laughs> Did you ever watch Bobby's World? Yes. Uh, Howie Mandel. No. Uh, well, it was a cartoon, mm-hmm. but he was the voice. Wait. Uh-oh. Is that the one with the dude who has the alien living in his head? No, that was the head. That's the head. Okay. Yeah. Bobby's World was about a little boy, Bobby, and his family, and he just had like a super overactive imagination. Mm. But, yeah, that's where that came from. 
the mom. She was very Midwestern. She'd oh, be like, sure. oh, for corn sakes, Babby. <laughs> Babby. Oh, Howard. It was a great show. My old roommate used to, she, she still hates Howie Mandel. Like, she sees him and gets viscerally upset. I don't know. I can't explain it. She just hates him. It's really funny. He's a weird okay. guy. Yeah. Just, super germaphobe. Yeah, guy. always. And like, he's probably living his best life right now. You know, that's why he's bald. It's for no other reason. He's a germaphobe and he can't, he shaves, that's why he shaves his head. Um, The more so, you know. The more you know. So I've clearly been on a curse kick lately, which, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the state of the world today or maybe it's just that these types of stories are just so damn fascinating to me. Either way. Uh, but this story in particular came about in a way that the story itself had to be told. Excellent. Now, some stories are passed down, and some stories are documented through history, and some stories are found by accident. This is one of those tales. Mm-hmm. In 1968, author Michael Lessie, who is currently a writer and professor of literary journalism at Hampshire College in Amherst, Mass., was studying for his master's degree in American social history at the University of Wisconsin. So one day... Randall's leaving drink. <laughs> one day, while studying, he got bored, so he started to thumb through a photography book, and he came across a photo published by the Wisconsin Historical Society. And something about the photo itself struck him so much. He was just... He just loved these photos so he went down to the historical society building to see if he could find more Uh, the collection of photos were from the late 1800s taken by a man named charles van shake in a town called black river falls now van shake was not only a resident of black river falls but he was the town photographer and justice of the peace And from his studio just off Main Street, he took photos of families, young couples, old couples, as well as memento mori photos of dead infants in tiny coffins, Mm. totally unaware of how his photos would someday shape the story of this town. The photos haunted Lessie, and he felt that there was a story there, so he dug a bit further. He scoured spools of microfilm and read countless newspapers from the town. And, well, based on the book he wrote and had published in 1973 called Wisconsin Death Trip, (laughs) he was not wrong. That's a fucking incredible title. Uh huh. I think that's the best title of any book we've discussed (laughs) on this show. Wisconsin Death Trip. They're always so long. This one is straight to the fucking point. Yep. I love it. Yep. Appreciate you. Uh Uh-huh. So, Black River Falls today is a city in Jackson County, Wisconsin, with a population of 3,622 at the 2010 census. The area was originally populated by the Ho-Chunk Indians until they were moved to Nebraska in the winter of 1873. They came back to the region in 1874. But by 1881, most were placed on homesteads in an attempt to assimilate them to American culture. Air quotes, which sounds like an oxymoron, right? I mean, this is like 1881. I mean, yeah. the United States was barely a newborn, right? You know, that's weird. Yeah. So, I'm like, mm, okay. It, not to mention, they were here first. Yeah, they don't need your bullshit culture. No. Anyway, 
Um, so there was a small sawmill that was built there in 1819, but the actual founding of the town goes to Jacob Spalding in 1839. Okay. Um, mostly populated by German and Norwegian immigrants, there were plenty of lumber mills powered by the Black River itself, as well as iron mines. The little community was thriving. A little side note, the Mormons came to town in 1842. My people. But left after the death of Joseph Smith in 1844. Why that little blurb was mentioned in the town's history, I don't know. But y'all know I had to mention it because Mormons, my favorite. Um, the town was destroyed by fire in 1860 and rebuilt in 1861. But it's what happened in this town between 1890 and 1910 that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Hmm. Um, shit fell the fuck apart. What in the hell do you have? White Claws, no laws. <laughs> There's no laws with White Claws. Lemon, tangerine, and rutabaga. What? Um, tangerine, I guess. I guess I'll have a White Claw then. Shit. Fuck it. No laws. Okay. Hold on. Pause, y'all. Do you hear that? This is a first. Yeah, white claws. Yeah. Some, oh, mm-hmm. on the sh- I meant on the show. Here's some ASMR for you. Ow. Just kidding. I can't do it. It hurts me. I hands. don't have a coaster. Oh, you're fine. My, okay. I need an adult. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Thank you. My nails. Where'd your nails go? Well, I had to take them off because I'm getting them redone. They were, it was time. Uh, but my friend Amber is redoing them for me. She used to hold my hands back at Finger Bang. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to go see her. So, to get you up to speed. Yes, sorry. It's okay. This dude comes across a photography book, super into the photos, wants to find out more about them, does research into the photographer, and, re- you know, reads more about the town, and uh, found out that this town has quite a history. Okay. So, here we go. Um, in the late 1880s, the climate changed a bit and became a bit more inhospitable. And for Norwegians, My that's people. saying some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mines and mills started to shut down, leaving people unemployed, causing the banks to fail as well. People were starving, disease was spreading, and some were turning to alcohol to get through it all. For 20 years, not before and not so much after, uh, but for 20 years, what happened next is just plain bizarre. The town succumbed to not only poverty, but disease, madness, suicide, talks of devil worship, witchcraft, and murder. Oh. Mm. Just out of the blue. So here are some of the stories that Michael Lessie found from Black River News clippings and documents. 13-year-old John Anderson and his 10-year-old brother ran away from home found a remote farm several miles away. They shot the farm owner point blank in the head and spent the rest of the summer partying at their newly acquired property. Jesus. The farmer's brother showed up for a visit to find his brother dead and the farm inhabited by two very young children, a la Lord of the Flies. A la fucking children of the corn. Uh Run! (laughs) The younger brother confessed to the crime, but John took off leading the sheriffs on a manhunt that actually led to one officer being killed in the process. John was eventually caught and sentenced to life in prison for murder. Um, A funeral director was accused of botching a burial. Ooh. Sarah Smith 
Sarah Smith's body was exhumed after it was suspected she wasn't actually dead, but had been <gasps> buried while in a coma. Oh, oh balls. Wow. The casket was opened, and well, it was apparent she had tried to get out. She yeah. was found lying on her side with a hand positioned toward her face. For whatever reason, she had also bitten off half of her fingers, presumably going mad when she realized her fate. Oh, I hate it. Yes. Oh boy, I hate These are it. all from newspaper clippings between 1880 and 1910. Um, a 60 year old woman found a small sore on her back and decided it was cancerous, so she decided on a home cure. Oh, good. She went to her backyard, doused herself with kerosene, and set herself on fire. Well, that's I one mean, way. That'll cure it. Right? That's one way of fixing it. Yeah. It's going to cure a whole lot of other things all at once, too. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. John Larson, the wife of a farmer, suffered from mental illness and believed that demons were after her. She took her three children to the beach and drowned them one by one. John Larson searched for his family, but was only able to recover the bodies of two of his children. Oh. After the banks collapsed, a farmer named Christ Wold, and it is spelled Christ, who lost it all, decided to commit suicide. For whatever reason, he decided against the more traditional methods of the time, such as hanging or gunshot. Oh, no. No, no, no. Christ dug a hole in the ground, filled it with dynamite, then stuck his head in the hole and lit the fuse. Yes! What? (laughs) That's metal as fuck. Right? That's so dope. Not condoning suicide. That's dope as fuck. Another man tried to commit suicide by swallowing as many cigar stubs as he could. <laughs> oh, ew. That just sounds like it would give you the Rhea. I, I think it would just, like, block you up. I mean, <laughs> like, that can't be good. Right? <laughs> right? Why would you think that would work? Right? Why would you just blow your fucking head off literally in a hole? Like... So, okay, one more time. I just want to get a real good picture of this. Chris dug a hole uh-huh. in the ground, yep. filled it with dynamite, oh, boy. then stuck his head in the hole and lit the fuse. I don't want to laugh. <laughs> no, you can. But I kind of have to. Right? That is some fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah. Right. Shit, right there. Right. That what is What a hell of a way to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some fucking wily coyote peeking in a hole getting his face blown off. Uh, just what? But like at in that the... point, that's going to take care of most of your body. Like just because his oh, head yeah. is in the hole with yeah. the dynamite doesn't mean his body isn't going to be affected. No. Oh no. Yeah. Like his body went to many pieces. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he blew himself the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking excellent. Right? Uh, in the early 1890s, diphtheria came to Black River Falls, and many children died. The which dips. The dip, which then caused the schools to close. To try and stop the epidemic, the townspeople burned down the houses of the sick. The outbreak also caused several suicides and murders due to grief and panic. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, think I broke, broke C here. Yeah, Randall almost killed me. Oh, death by white claw. Worse. Worse than yeah. blowing my own head off I'm in probably, a yes. dynamite-filled hole. Yes. That would be an embarrassing way to die. Please don't let me die that way. I, wa- I want everybody to die that way. White Claw? Is no, what? Oh. no, White Claw. Don't let me oh, die like that. Okay, no. 
No. Don't let White Claw be the death of me, please. <laughs> oh, that's close. Oh, that almost came out my eyes. Drowning in White Claw. Shit balls, y'all. That was not great. That was very close. That was a very she close good. call. You right? Yeah. Just the way he said the dips really got me. <laughs> the depth. <laughs> just got me good. The old depth. The dip. Dips. Oh, I said dips. I know you did. <laughs> oh, my chest hurts. <laughs> oh, bless it. Oh, fuck balls. Uh, another newspaper article was of a drifter that killed the people who showed him kindness, then took his own life. For approximately two days, an out of luck man was given food and shelter by the Wright family when one of the children referred to the man as a tramp. He attacked the family, killing them all, then ransacked the house looking for money. After fleeing the home, he went out to the pond and shot himself in the head. Good God. I mean, like, A, gross overreaction, B, way to prove the kid right. But here's the thing that I'm noticing about all of this. There's a lot of gross overreaction in all of these fucking things, which is, again, part of why this guy was like, holy shit, what's going on in this town? This is really fucking weird. Um, a young pyromaniac destroys several houses and barns. 15-year-old Lydia Berger set fire to her father's barn and house. The teen sought re- uh, revenge because her father had beaten her for taking off to go to the carnival. When a kind neighbor took in Lydia and her family, she set fire to their property, too. Jesus, Lydia, calm <laughs> down! Lydia <laughs> continued to set uh, structures on fire until she was apprehended, to which she then confessed to arson. Lydia! There's a lot of overreactions happening in that story, specifically. Yeah, she's like, oh, you snuck off to the carnival? Here, let me beat you with a switch. Oh, well... Okay, Dad, I'm gonna set your fucking barn on fire. How about that? And then all of our family and friends, too. Right? Right? Um, A farmer became convinced that Satan had taken over his farm. Oh, good. A group of 50 drifters he said, invaded the Sheldon farm and decapitated 18 of their chickens. The farmer, believing that Satan had taken control of his property, burned his own farm to the ground. Huh. I get it. Uh-huh. Um, father, the, ooh, this one's not good. Oh, no. Father beats infant to death. <gasps> no. One night, a new father consumed a large amount of alcohol and beat his infant. He then tried to strangle his wife when she tried to intervene and save her baby. But what did the infant do? Right. Uh, neighbors heard the commotion. Do you want she? <laughs> no. We're we... talking about overreactions. I, I want to know what the baby did. Right. Breathed. Because no, I... Cried. I was going to say it too. <laughs> Going to hell. Oh, we've done that for a long time. Hell. Oh my God. That is just so fucking awful. I know, I know. So neighbors hear the commotion and arrived in time to save the wife. However, the newborn passed. Aww. After the incidents, temperance meetings were held in town. <clears throat> the temperance society was a group that strived to thenceforth protect women from degradation and indecency. Okay. okay. Um, boy goes mysteriously mute. A young boy named Nestor Provencher visited a hypnotist 
I don't know why. And afterward was an unable to speak louder than a whisper for months. What is a 15-year-old dean with a hypnotist? Right? Medical examiners believe the boy was still under some sort of hypnotic trance, which did not break for months. Okay, what year was that? This... I don't have this between. I don't have the year from each story, but they They're, all happened between 1890 and 1910. Okay, yeah. I love that the medical examiners are like, "Oh, he's hypnotized." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah, that, ex- that explains it. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, this is also of the time where they had been like, "He's hypnotized." Uh oh, do some cocaine about it. Yeah. I'll get there. Oh yay! <laughs> Oh, I will get there. Yes, it's my favorite meme forever. Yeah. Oh, I'll get there. You got ghosts in your blood. Do cocaine about it. <laughs> like, oh no, make no mistake. I get there. I'm real excited about that. Um, a young man called upon a young lady he had been courting to ask for her hand in marriage, and well, she turned him down. So he shot her three times, then turned the gun on himself. Oh no! Around the same time, don't a, say no. Right around the same time, a teen bride to be was institutionalized. After her fiance left her, she committed suicide and hung herself in the institution. Ah. Uh, the naked body of a housewife was found on the side of the road six miles out of town. Mrs. Ira James, having recently lost a child, um, so the authorities believe she had wandered away in a fit of delirium and froze to death. Oh. Woof. Here, yeah. we, here we go. Mary Sweeney, former, former school teacher, became known as... The Wisconsin window smasher, claiming to have, this is her claim, to have smashed over $50,000 worth of glass windows. That's a lot of windows. Mary ran away from her husband and used cocaine liberally, noting that it quiets her nerves. I'll bet it did. (laughs) Mary was jailed over 100 times, gacked out of her brain on blow, and was eventually sent to an asylum. Yes! I fucking love her. Yeah. She's great. She, Mary's fucking rad. Mary Sweeney. She'd be, oh, she'd be fun to party uh-huh. with. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Now, um, mm-hmm. I clearly uh, don't have time to read every, I mean, there's an entire book about this. So, those were just some clippings. So, what happened? What the fuck happened to Black River Falls between 1890 and 1900? Uh, how did a tiny town in rural Wisconsin, become so sad and doomed. Was it just turn-of-the-century hardship, or was it something more? When Michael Lisi found Van Shake's photos, he had no idea that the stories from one little town would be so sad and dark. In 1999, a movie was made based on Lisi Lessie's book uh, by British director James Marsh. It's been featured on Netflix. Uh, that was really hard to say. Ne- Netflix. Ne- yeah. What is happening with your mouth? <laughs> it's the dip. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> it's the dip. Do cocaine about it. Do cocaine about it. Oh, I might have to, no. Oh, God no. damn it. So it's also on the YouTube. Oh, God. But I am going to leave y'all with a recent news story out of Black River Falls. Oh, balls. 
A 23-year-old man was charged with first-degree intentional murder of a 30-year-old woman at the Black River Falls Dog Park. According to the police, John B. Cook admitted to stabbing Jacinda Muir after stealing a bag of meth from her and after forcing her into the woods at knife point on the morning of May 17th of this year. Goo. A man called 911 at 11.05 on Sunday after seeing Muir in the woods lying on her stomach in a pool of blood. In an interview with the sheriff's department, Cook said that they had gone to the dog park and walked and talked, which turned into an argument. He said... Next thing I knew, I had a knife in my hand and I'm just going to town. Cook stated he forced her into the woods at knife point because he didn't want to be out in the open because he was just going to beat her up. While in the interview, while still being recorded, he said, Sorry, Jacinda. I hope you forgive me. I killed you. I keep seeing it over and over. I hope you forgive me. I hope you're in a better place. Coincidence or cursed town? Jesus. I'm going to let y'all decide. That is the story of the fucked up little town of Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Jesus. Yeah. Um, So my sources are the Wisconsin Historical Society, Medium.com, Kent Stolt, DangerousMinds.net, Ken McIntyre, Ranker, Aaron McCann, Artful Living, Wendy Lubavitch, and the Wisconsin Association of Homicide Investigations. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. Ooh, bless it. Yeah. Do cocaine about it. That's Mary's. Mary's. Mary was lit. Mary just <clears throat> gacked out of her brain, smashing windows all over the fucking place. I. By the way, I think the dipth is going to be the episode name. The dipth. You know what? I think you're not entirely incorrect about that. <laughs> I dipth. just wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what his book is, Wisconsin Death Trip, is. He he fell in love with all these photographs, and they were just so haunting to him. So that when he started to research the town and to dig further, he's like, "What the fuck happened here?" So his book is a compilation of photos with newspaper articles. So the photos don't necessarily go with each article. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I so, kind of want that book. Yeah, it's uh, it from what I've read, it's quite the cult classic. I could see it. Yeah, it's fucking rad. Wisconsin Death Trip. So there you go. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. He was just like, yeah, these photos are cool. I want to know more about this town. And then just went, what the fucking fuck? He's still alive. Yeah, he's he's teaching. and Mary fucking Sweeney, y'all. Yeah. Mary fucking Sweeney. Most metal vandal. Of all time. Of all time. I feel like this episode needs to be covered on what's more metal. <laughs> this story. <laughs> You're like, You're welcome, gents. Here you go. <laughs> Ooh, There's a lot of overreacting going on in that yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I get it. Town was drying up. Banks were failing. Shit was falling apart. But damn. Mm-hmm. For an entire town to just literally overreact about everything. <laughs> yeah. And that's just some of the art. I mean, that's just some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're that's... crazy. <clears throat> so, I mean, what you got? What you got? Well, mine... Is a little bit of a bummer. Oh, good. But I don't know where I was going with that. It's just okay. a little bit of a bummer. Uh, so one of my favorite underrated horror flicks of all time is The Stepfather. Uh, okay. Stars Terry O'Quinn. Some of you may know best as John Locke from Lost. Ah, Terry yes. O'Quinn. He is a fucking treasure. Mm-hmm. I'll watch anything, anything he's in. Literally anything. 
because he's amazing. So, uh, Stepfather, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's a tale of a mom getting remarried and her daughter being rightfully wary of her new stepdad. Because as it turns out, he's a fucking serial killer. Ow, I tried to look to the right and it didn't go well for me. But yeah, stepdad's a serial killer. It's great. Sure. Uh, I learned in the not-too-distant past that this favorite movie of mine is actually loosely based on a real-life serial killer. Oh. Well, technically, mass murderer. But, whatever. So today... Which one? Which one? (laughs) I give unto you the story of John List. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. So... John Emil List was born in Bay City, Michigan on September 17th, 1925. Uh, Like his parents, Alma and John, List was a devout Lutheran and attended church regularly for his entire life uh, and even taught Sunday school. When he was 18, he enlisted in the army and served as a lab tech during World War II. Uh, He enrolled... Nope, that's not words that I meant to say at all. It's the depth. It is the depth. We've got it. We've got it bad. Demons and dips. <laughs> Demons do cocaine and dip. about it. Let's do cocaine about it. Uh, he enrolled at the University of Michigan following his discharge in 1946, where he studied business administration and eventually would obtain his master's degree in accounting. All right, all if right. he sounds boring, you're right. Yes. In 1950, uh, List re-upped with the army and was an active soldier during the Korean War. It was during his time at Fort Eustis in Virginia where he met widower Helen Morris Taylor. A year later, in December of 1951, I was going to sneeze, List and Helen were married, and the couple, along with Helen's daughter Brenda, moved to Northern California, uh, where he had been reassigned to the finance corp by the Army. Uh, Following the end of his second tour of duty in 1952, List began working as an accountant at a firm in Detroit. (coughs) Uh, When that job didn't work out, he was hired on as the audit supervisor at a paper company in Kalamazoo. Uh, 1955, List and Helen welcomed their daughter Patricia into the world. And then in 1956 and 1958, they welcomed sons John Jr. and Frederick. Uh, A year after Frederick was born, List was promoted to the general supervisor of the finance department of the paper company. Um, Things seem to be looking up. Uh, it was around then that his stepdaughter Brenda got married and moved out of the family home, and that Helen started to drink. Uh-oh. Mm. List took a job with Xerox in 1960, and the family relocated to Rochester, New York, where he eventually became the director of accounting services. Uh, later, List accepted a position as vice president and comptroller at a bank in Jersey City in 1965, and moved his family once again. This time, however, his mother Alma joined them. Uh, the family's new home at 431 Hillside Avenue was a 19-room Victorian mansion, mm-hmm. also known as Breeze Knoll, mm-hmm. uh, which was in the very wealthy city of Westfield, New Jersey. And here is where, as always, the story gets worse. Yes, it does. <clears throat> I gotta drink some claw about it. Yeah, no. This, this, yeah. If anybody needs a refill on claw, I have more claw. I can barely get through claw singular yeah uh on november 9th 1971 while helen was enjoying her morning coffee at the kitchen table after seeing the kids off to school 
List shot her in the back of the head with a nine millimeter pistol. Hey, oh, yeah. jumped into it. Yep. Right into it. Did he kill any animals first? Like, Jesus Christ. None that I am aware of. Um, he then went to his mother Alma's third floor apartment and shot her once through the left eye while she was making her breakfast. Uh, it's reported that she heard him before she saw him and said, what was that? Mm-hmm. And he didn't answer and just shot her in the head. John just going for he it. He snapped. John's just going for yeah, it. Yeah, he completely snapped. Um... He picked up 16-year-old Patricia from school early as she had called and said she wasn't feeling well and she asked him to come get her. When they got home, he shot her in the back of the head almost as soon as they walked into the house. Uh, He picked up 13-year-old Frederick later that afternoon, shot him in the back of the head as well. After killing two of his own children, List then made himself lunch and sat at the table where he had just a few hours before murdered his wife. Uh, Ronnie DeFeo, these kids. Mm. Kinda, except they were awake. Right. Um, so in a later interview, List stated, while chuckling, I was hungry. That's just the way it was. Yeah. Uh, just... He then went to the bank to close out his and his mother's accounts and drove to Westfield High School to cheer 15-year-old John Jr. on in his soccer game. Just chilling. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> just chilling. Yeah. Like, half my family's dead now. I'm going to go yeah. watch this one play sports. Mm-hmm. Then probably kill him. Oh, that was the intention the whole time, yeah. Oh, yeah. which makes it even grosser. Yep. Um, after the game was over, Liss drove himself and his son home, where he promptly shot the boy in the chest. Uh, evidence would later show that List shot his namesake multiple times, as it looked like he had tried to defend himself. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, with his final family member dead, List then drugged the bodies of his wife and children into the ballroom, mm-hmm. where he laid their bodies on top of sleeping bags in the middle of the floor. Uh, he also covered their faces with, I believe, towels. Uh-huh. Um, he then proceeded to write a five-page letter to his pastor, in which he stated that he had killed his family in order to save their souls from the growing evils of the mortal world. He also wrote that, Mother is in the attic. She was too heavy to move. Bruh. Boy, this is just like people losing their shit day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Overreacting. We brain twinned again. Ow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it did. <laughs> Gross overreactions. Gross overreactions. Uh, after leaving the letter on the desk in his study, List then proceeded to clean up the crime scene and cut himself out of every family photo in the house. That is so <clears throat> weird. Oh, but it was very, it was a very calculated move. So weird. Uh, He made sure to cancel the milk and newspaper deliveries. He paused the mail and contacted his children's teachers to let them know that the kids wouldn't be in school for a few weeks as the family would be traveling to North Carolina to visit uh, Helen's sick mother. Mm. That actually was not a lie. Uh, Helen's mother had been ill at the time and had just canceled a visit to New Jersey to see her family. And List would later say that she would have absolutely been his sixth victim if she had been there. Had been there. Yeah. Uh, He then turned on the internal intercom in the house to play religious music and went to sleep listening to hymnals as if he hadn't just murdered his whole family. Yeah. The next day, John List turned on all the lights inside the house got up and walked out of Breeze Knoll for the last time. And he wouldn't be seen again for 
18 years. Wow. 18. You went M-I-A. He sure fucking did. So the List family was known for being relatively antisocial. So when neighbors didn't see them for a while, they didn't think too much about it. Eventually, though, it started to seem a little odd that all of the lights were always on day and night. Uh, Slowly, lights started to burn themselves out, despite the lack of movement or activity within the house. And that's when residents of Westfield realized that something may have been horribly wrong. Right. Uh, Neighbors finally called the police on December 7th, almost one month exactly since the List family had last been seen. There's going to be a smell in there. Oh, boy. Um, I want to say thankfully it was winter time. It was, but but still. It's, it could have been much worse. But it's still not at all in the same state as great. Yeah. Um. So when the authorities arrived at Breeznol, they searched the perimeter of the mansion and didn't notice anything out of the ordinary, and just believed that the lights had been mistakenly left on while the family was out of town. However, they were called back out to the home later that same evening because Patricia's drama coach was standing outside of the house yelling for her. Um, he suspected something was wrong and insisted that the police enter the home to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, at his insistence, they went through an unlocked basement window, a window to get inside. <laughs> I'm sorry. Words are a hard. A window. A window. Who are you, the PE coach? Yeah, we'll listen to you. Like, right? Oh, drama, sir. Fine, but he was like, he's like, y'all. Excuse me, officers. I'm a theater major. Right, <laughs> literally standing outside of the house screaming for her. Yeah, and wonder. I know there's no nothing I could find about that, huh. but yes, sure. Um, but yeah, they were like, you know what? If it'll get this guy to shut up, fine. Right. So, unlocked basement window. Go inside. Once they were inside, they were struck by the sounds of organ music being played through the intercom system, which Still. is legitimately terrifying and 100% foreboding. Right. Could you imagine, you already know this house is empty. You go inside through the basement, you just hear like, like the goddamn like, fan of the opera up in there. ass shit. That's exactly what an organ sounds like. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sure that's the play he had on in his house, Probably. Too. Yeah, no, it was probably some really creepy religious organ yeah, music. Like Gregorian chants or something. Hymnals. Hymnals. Hate it. Uh, after making their way through the house, they finally discovered the bodies of the List family. They probably smelled them before they saw them. I would guess. That's also a big house to search. Fair. Uh, So I don't know how long they had to wander through that spooky bullshit before they were like, oh, fuck. With a bunch of organ music playing. Yeah, I don't like it. From God knows where. Exactly. So after they found the bodies, uh, police began to search the house for evidence. But all they found was the letter that List had written for his pastor, confessing to the murders and citing that they had been done out of mercy in order to save his family's souls. Sure. A manhunt ensued, but all photos of List had disappeared. Uh-huh. That's mm. why he cut himself out of exactly. all the photos. Exactly. Uh, the family vehicle was recovered at JFK in New York City, but there was nothing in the car that indicated List had actually boarded a flight. In fact, there was no evidence inside the car at all. Mm. Uh, despite the confession, law enforcement had no way of finding List. They navigated through hundreds of leads, but the case went cold. Um... 
Even though it had been cold for 18 years, investigators in New Jersey still had hope that they could find List and give his family some posthumous justice. That hope was bolstered when Fox released its new show, America's Most Wanted, in February 1988. Um, After seeing that some of the cold cases shown on the program had been solved, the investigators in the List case decided to hit up the show for some assistance. Uh, The investigators were put into contact with forensic artist Frank Bender, who sculpted a bust of an age-progressed version of List. Uh, Bender consulted with a forensic psychologist to create a psychological profile in order to figure out what a now 64-year-old List would look like. Since there were no photographs of the man himself, Bender looked at photographs of List's parents and predicted what he would look like. Uh, The clay sculpture was given sagging jowls, a receding hairline, and a move that would eventually earn him great praise, a pair of glasses. Um, because of the psychological profile that had been created, Bender believed that List would have been seen, uh, List would have seen wearing contact lenses as an act of vanity, which was apparently one sin he couldn't get behind. Uh, so while List had always worn glasses, these would have looked a little bit different than the ones he'd worn while living at Breeze Knoll. Bender and the forensic psychologist theorized that List would have chosen a pair with thick, dark frames. Uh, It was a deliberate choice that was seen as a means of hiding his identity, the fact that he was a failure, and to seem far more important than he really was. Uh, At the time the List episode aired in May of 1989, it was the oldest case they had featured. Which isn't really too much because the show hadn't been on for that long at this point. But still. Um, 22 million people watched the episode and tips started flooding in. Less than two weeks later, List was arrested at the accounting firm he'd been working at in Richmond, Virginia, after a woman called in to say uh, she thought the clay bust shown on America's Most Wanted bore a shocking resemblance to her neighbor, Bob. And when List was arrested, he was wearing the exact type of glasses that Bender said he would be. I have a picture of... It's uh, like side by side. Of the bust of and him. List and the bust. It's fucking uncanny that's why those people do what they do they're but i'll show you this before i before i continue which one's list and which one's the bust you almost can't tell yeah yeah i know it's fucking like do you imagine being that neighbor seeing this bust you're like Hey, that's fucking bob right (laughs) (laughs) i know that fucking guy holy shit Holy shit! <laughs> right? Like, it's that dead on. He it's... killed his fucking entire family. Like, Jesus! And here's another angle of the owl of the bust. God damn it. Just let me... Anyway. Let me love you. Wow. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yep, no. It looks just like him. So... After well, I, I can't imagine, like, did his parents not have photos of him? Uh, well, his mother lived with him, and his father had already died. So whatever belongings whatever she belongings had, mom had he that, was, yeah. that was it. Okay. Huh. Claw. You don't like it? It's getting warm. Oh, sure. Um, and then it gets... Heinous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, after murdering his family, List had taken the train 
from New Jersey and eventually settled in Denver. He obviously changed his name and began going by Robert Peter Clark and was known to friends as Bob. Bab. Bab. Uh, the name wasn't something he just pulled out of his ass either. List had gone to college with a man by that very same name. And when interviewed later, the OG Bob Clark had no recollection of ever meeting John List at all. He's like, uh... The OG Bob Clark. The OG Bob Clark. Um, while living and working in Denver, List joined a Lutheran congregation and eventually met his second wife, Dolores Miller, in 1985. A few years later, the couple packed up and moved to Virginia, where List returned to work as an accountant. For 18 years, he lived life as Bob Clark, husband to Dolores, accountant, and God-fearing church member. Mm. He even volunteered his time as the leader of a carpool for church members who were unable to drive themselves. Huh. Yeah. I don't know how many times I'll need to say it, but all monsters are human people. Fair. Uh, when List went to trial, his attorneys attempted to argue that he was a man suffering from PTSD after serving in World War II and the Korean War. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, court-appointed psychologists stated that while it was no excuse for murder, they believed that List suffered from obsessive-compulsive personality disorder and that he had been going through a midlife crisis at the time of the murders. Again, no excuse. Mm, fart noises. Exactly. They're like... All kinds of them. They're like... These are things. They're no good reason. No. But these are things. Um, it was also revealed that List had been lying to his entire family for months about the deep financial troubles that they were in. Uh, the List family was on the brink of having their home foreclosed on. Oops. And List had been laid off from his vice president and comptroller position at the Jersey City Bank when it closed. Instead of telling his wife that he'd been laid off... This motherfucker just pretended to go to work every morning. Every day, got up, got dressed, and... Pretended he was going to work. Uh, he would drive out to the train station and sit for most of the day, reading the paper, napping. Weirdo. Being a dick. You'd think that he would have maybe, I don't know, tried to look for a job. Right. While he was lying, but no. Grocery stores are hiring, Bob. <laughs> uh, and to make him a true winner uh in order to keep current on his mortgage payments he started skimming money from his mother's bank accounts mm-hmm. uh, a psychologist would later state during the trial that list had only seen two options to get himself out of this mess that he had created one swallow his pride and sign up for government assistance or murder his family to apparently allegedly Save their eternal souls from damnation. Sure. Uh-huh. Well, there's absolutely nothing wrong or shameful about accepting public assistance, especially as a war veteran. Right. List chose the coward's way out. When asked why he didn't just go on welfare, List said that it went everything it went against everything that his father had taught him about taking care of a family. But it's okay to kill them all. Exactly. And let them rot mm-hmm. in a house. Yeah. And he said that it would have opened himself and his family up to tremendous ridicule and embarrassment to accept handouts, okay. basically. Which, cool. go fuck yourself. Right. Um, another point of contention during the trial, something that de- the defense tried to use in order to cast doubt, was the fun old game of victim blaming. Uh, oh. Yeah. So first, they tried to convince jurors that 16-year-old Patricia List uh, had been a practicing witch. 
Okay. Right? No reason. And? No reason at all to murder a 16-year-old girl. Okay. I've met 16-year-old girls. They're all awful. But you don't need to murder them. Just, mm. you know, take away their phone charger and watch their eyes get wider in fear Bug as their heads. the battery drains. And they have no way to charge their phone. Yeah. <sighs> but no. Back in the day, you know, take her record player. I don't know. Right? Right? Um, don't murder her. Um... The judge did bar that bit of garbage from all testimony, by the way. He's like, that has nothing to do with anything. I don't care. We don't need to talk about that. However, they then brought up the tumultuous relationship between John List and his wife, Helen. Apparently, their marriage had been on the rocks for a long time. Hmm. Uh, Remember when I said that Helen started drinking after her daughter got married and moved out? Yeah. Well, apparently, she never stopped Hmm. drinking. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Helen List, as was unfortunately revealed in court for no apparent reason aside from rampant assholery, had been keeping a secret. Dr. Henry Liss, a neurologist, testified in court that Helen had a debilitating case of tertiary syphilis, which she had hidden from her doctor and her family for years. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Judge Wertheimer eventually decided to allow the jury to hear testimony about Helen's disease after being told that List knew about his wife's syphilis before murdering her, okay. thereby establishing a motive of sorts. Okay, but still not... Everything. Not okay, but no. then people be like, ah, instead of just a crazy person, they're like, oh, well, maybe this is why. Don't worry. Nobody falls for it. Uh, Helen had allegedly contracted the disease from her first husband sometime in the 1940s. Um, yeah. yeah. While syphilis is not infectious in its later stages, uh, it wasn't passed on to John or the kids. It did cause her to have multiple miscarriages during her first marriage. Um, Dr. Liss would go on to describe Helen as, and this is a quote, a woman whose brain was deteriorating and who was going blind, who was addicted to tranquilizers and drank four or five glasses of scotch a day, who remained in bed because she was afraid of falls, but who retained enough social skill to act normally in casual relationships. Damn. So it was falling apart. Literally. Um, She lied to her doctors for years because she had all of these horrific symptoms and was hospitalized many, many times over the years Mm -hmm. uh, because of all of these things. And she knew why but she refused to tell anybody syphilis will eat your brain Uh uh-huh so she lied to her doctor for years but eventually they concluded that the symptoms she was experiencing could be caused by syphilis at that point she admitted that she'd been living with the disease for years now and she finally restarted uh, started to receive some treatment for it unfortunately for alan her super religious husband was not stoked to learn that his wife who was incredibly ill had syphilis um, in addition to their constant fights over money and Helen's barbs over List's lack of manhood, oh. she, not not in that way, but in the way he cares for his family. Right. Uh, she once allegedly told him that if he were half the man her first husband was, that the family wouldn't have the troubles they were having. Okay, well, that's yeah. a low blow. Yeah. And uh, it's still, you don't get to kill people over yeah. that. So with that, between all of that, List apparently lost it. Uh, the defense tried to say that the discovery of Helen's syphilis was what drove the deeply religious man over the edge. 
uh, Dr. Sheldon Miller, a psychiatrist who had examined List following his arrest, stated that to find his wife having a venereal disease was morally, ethically, and religiously a very hard thing for him to accept. His wife's behavior, coupled with the loss of his job, he was threatened with the inability to support his family, as he had been trained to do from childhood. List was being bombarded by stresses. He faced limited options, and like a small rubber band, he snapped. He simply exploded. Sure. Okay. Thankfully, this information had no bearing on the jury's decision when it came time to vote. Okay. John List was convicted on five counts of first-degree murder Good. on April 12th, 1990. He tried one more time to deny complete guilt at a sentencing hearing and said, I feel that because of my mental state at the time, I was unaccountable for what happened. I ask all affected by this for their forgiveness, understanding, and prayer. Upon handing down the sentence, Judge Wertheimer, who absolutely had zero fucks to give about John List's opinion, (laughs) stated that John Emile List is without remorse and without honor. After 18 years, 5 months, and 22 days, it is now time for the voices of Helen, Alma, Patricia, Frederick, and John F. List to rise from the grave. Damn. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that judge ain't give no fucks about John List's opinion on his own mental state. He's like, motherfucker. Nah, though. List was sentenced to five consecutive life sentences in prison, which at the time was the most he could receive. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, In a three-sentence statement that he made to the court, he said that he was sorry for, quote-unquote, the tragedy that happened in 1971, making no mention of his children, mother, or wife at all. Wow. Uh, His attempt to appeal the court's decision based off of his PTSD was denied. Uh, List was interviewed by Connie Chung in 2002. Connie Chung. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Mori Povich. Mrs. Mori Povich, y'all. Uh, she asked why he didn't kill himself after killing his family, since everything right was right. such garbage. Right. Just like, okay, well, you killed your whole family. Why didn't you just turn the gun on yourself? Kill yourself. Uh, List stated that due to his religious convictions, he was afraid that he wouldn't be reunited with them in heaven if he killed himself, and to see them again huh. was all that he wanted. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have killed them, you monster. Jeez. (laughs) Weird. All I wanted was to be reunited with them in heaven. Oh, well, guess what? Wow. All they wanted was to just, you know, be alive. Right? You dick. So, go fuck yourself hard with something cactus related, maybe. Sure. Uh, in March 2008, List died of complications from pneumonia. Pneumonia. Uh-huh. So aside from the stepfather, the story of John List has inspired tons of stories in pop culture, mm-hmm. including the character Kaiser Soze from The Usual Suspects. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Did not know. I didn't either. Judgment Day, the John List story, was released in 1993, in which List was portrayed by Robert Blake. No shit. Yikes! Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Robert Blake has been suspected of killing his wife, Natalie Wood, for decades. And I think just recently uh, he was ruled as like an involuntary murder or like involuntary 
Yeah, who something. was on that boat with them? Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they were like, you may not have done it directly, but you were complicit in this accident or something like that. It was recent. I'll have to backhoe about it. Yeah. But, um, so yeah. Goo. That's creepy. Wow. That's creepy. Uh, the FBI also held suspicions for many years that List was involved in the infamous D.B. Cooper case. Mm. Yeah, the time like him and the timing. I think D.B. Cooper and that whole situation happened like just two, maybe two weeks after List had disappeared. Okay, interesting. Um, but after questioning, uh, there was no further evidence connecting the two things aside from the timing. Um, so he was no longer considered a suspect. Uh, in 1972, after nine months of sitting empty, Breeze Knoll was burnt to the ground in an act of arson that remains unsolved to this very day. Um, the house, a new house was built on the land in 1974. Now, remember how List was completely broke and murdered his whole family because of it? Yes. As the rumor goes, when they were inspecting the home after it burnt down, they discovered the remains of a Louis Comfort Tiffany skylight in the ballroom. In peak condition, that skylight would have been worth at least $100,000 at the time, which is just over $633,000 today. When they looked at all of List's debts, it was discovered that he only owed $11,000 on the home meaning that he could have easily avoided becoming a mass murderer. Sell the skylight. Sell the skylight. Look up at your own fucking ceiling. Yeah, Tiffany up Your money here. is right there. Right? Got Tiffany up in this bitch. Woof. Uh-huh. And that is the rough, fucked up story of John Emile List. It's a good one. Thank you. It's a good one. Yeah. It is. I've been, I've been meaning to do that one for a while. And funny... Funny story. Um, in our Facebook squad page, Ghost and Ho Squad, which send a request and I will let you join. Um, someone asked if I had watched the new Unsolved Mysteries yet, because as we know, I love the Unsolved Mysteries, and there's a new Who one. Doesn't. And she said that the third episode reminded her of the John List murders. And I was like, oh, your timing is weird. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, because I had just started working on it. And I I hadn't watched it yet. I still haven't. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, oh, spooky. Spoopy. Yeah. Uh, sources. Uh, Wikipedia, Murderpedia, all that's interesting, UPI.com, uh, Francis Ann Burns, Ranker, Kat McAuliffe, New York Times, David Stout, and Listverse, Robin Warder. Nice. 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 Yeah, it was a weird, 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 fucked up story. I'm curious like, who burnt the house down. Right? And why? I don't know, but for some reason, my gut just says the drama teacher. Ooh, I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. But then why was he like so, in, I mean, what was the deal there? I don't know. They didn't name him or anything, so I'm not sure. I mean. Like there's, I don't know anything about him other than my wild conjecture right. about it. But I, it's yeah. like, why were you, after a month, did you go 
to this student's house screaming her name and scream for her outside of her house in the night. That's weird. Teachers don't do that. You know, it makes me wonder if you know a lot of most kids, some kids, a lot of kids will have that favorite teacher mm-hmm. that yeah. they confide in. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe she had confided in him some of the things that were going on at home. So when she really didn't come back, he was fucking red flagged. Yeah. Yeah. See, that, I mean, that makes sense. That absolutely, I mean, my other instinct was there was maybe a relationship, a relationship. going yeah. on between them. I'm falling apart. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Microphone got boobed. Drink your claws. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she had just confided in him and he was like, hey, this guy's a dick. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong. Yeah, because between her being just gone for a a month. Right. Even though he had, like, listed sent notes to Yeah, but he said two weeks. Still, it was like, that's a little with no contact at all right. with any of her friends or anything like a 16 year old going. I remember being 16 and going out of town. I was still constantly calling all of my friends. Right. Like right. there's no there would be no way to keep any 16 year old girl from communication with her friends ever in any decade. And the moral of today's episode is don't. Overreact about Fucking shit. Fucking calm down. Take take a beat <laughs> before making down. any decisions. You're like, oh, I'm having a real bad day. I'm gonna dig a hole, fill it with dynamite, and blow myself up. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe instead of doing that, just you know, pause, count to ten, and really think about it. Yeah. Is that really the best maybe course if of your action? Dad pisses you off. You don't burn everyone's fucking house down. Maybe if you get laid off, you don't. Murder your family. Right. Maybe you just say, well, shit. Right? That How y'all sucked. doing? That, and he didn't even get fired. I he know. got laid off because the bank closed. That's not his fault. Go to a different bank. Right? John? You're an accountant. You can account anywhere. So was he like, numbers. he was like VP? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had enough experience to do fucking anything. Yeah, he was the vice president and comptroller. Yeah. He could have easily gotten a job somewhere else. Right. But he didn't because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he just went sideways. Suck it, John List. Right. I like the D.B. Cooper connection and I almost said D.B. Sweeney but that's not right. It happens every time. Every fucking time. Every time I think of D.B. Cooper I see D.B. Sweeney's face. And every time I I initially say D.B. Cooper I always say D.B. Sweeney. I really had to catch myself on that one. But I do it too. Right. So I get it. I get it. What's he doing? I don't know. Where are you? D.B. Sweeney. What are you doing? Where have you been? What's happening? Where did you go? What's going on? He's cute. Hmm. He was cute. He, DB Sweeney was the one that played Travis Walton. Travis Walton, Fire, Fire in the, the Sky. sky. Yep. Hot Correct. ass DB Sweeney. Correct. Hot ass DB Sweeney. I don't know if I know who this is. DB Sweeney. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a look. You'll be like, oh, that fucking guy. He's he's been in so many. things. He's one of those that fucking guys. I mean, I don't recognize him at all. Oh, okay. Huh. Weird. Through his movies now. Yeah. But yeah, Fire in the Sky, if you've seen that. You've seen D.B. Sweeney. Oh, he was in Spawn. <gasps> oh, that's right. D.B. Sweeney. My cousin fucking loved that comic. Where are you? And I can't remember what he thought about the movie when it came out. 
I have not watched it since the 90s. No one likes it. Oh. I just love John Leguizamo, but I haven't. He was great. Of course he was. He's John Leguizamo. He's fucking great in anything. Uh, He has not been, like, in dick that I've seen. Weird. Huh. Like, super, like, all 90s movies D.B. Sweeney was in. A lot of, like, TV movies, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of TV episodes and TV movies, but he has not done a lot of movies at all. Like like uh, feature films. Yeah, D.B. Sweeney, Travis Walton, Fire in the Sky. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Hmm. Yeah, don't overreact, y'all. It's fine. Yeah, fucking calm yeah. down. Again, just take a fucking breath. Do some cocaine about it. Do some cocaine about it. Go <laughs> smash up some windows. Randall's face. <laughs> Mary so Sweeney. Back. Hey, Mary Sweeney, D.B. Sweeney. Oh, my god. I wonder. Huh. I don't know. That was reaching. The Wisconsin window smasher. Mary Sweeney, Wisconsin window smasher. She's yes. fucking rad as hell. High as yeah. hell. Just on blow. <laughs> Just smashing shit up. Because <gasps> it calms her nerves. Sure. Does it, though? Did it? You smashed $50,000 worth of windows. Did it calm your nerves there, She-Hulk? Didn't it really? Sure your nerves were calm? I don't want to know what it was like before she did the blow cane. Right? Good Lord. Wisconsin window smasher. Bless her heart. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't do cocaine about it, guys. Have a white claw about it. (laughs) Have a white claw about it. Just take a pause. Have some claw. (laughs) (laughs) Take a pause. Have some claws. Yeah, there you go. There it is. There, yeah, just huh. add that S at the end. Yeah. It's the dip. It is the dip. <laughs> the dip. The dip. Oof. The dip got us struggling today. <laughs> the dip got us struggling. Struggle dip. it well shit (laughs) how y'all doing um so okay cool well we did the thing we did we did it it. um go if you're not go follow do the patreon thing yeah we're on the patreon we are you should we're on patreon we've got more stuff coming for you things are coming uh there will be an episode coming out there will be a new episode on the 27th for our subscribers we're recording another one this weekend yeah Mm -hmm. um Getting back on track, y'all. Yeah, I'm trying to make up for lost time. I've Getting got some back s- on track, y'all. I've got a few things that I'm gonna put together for y'all, and fair, cool, into it. And we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. So rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us out. Share more. More importantly, just as important, share. Yes. Tell everyone you know about our show, um, and do the stuff and things. Yeah. So don't blow your head up. Don't go burning shit down. Just, you know, just don't freak out. Yeah. Don't overreact about shit. It's the moral today. Story. Take a a pause, have some claws. There you go. There you go. That's a shirt. It is a shirt. Okay, that wasn't a bad idea. Okay, good. All right, well, till next time, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Bye. Mwah. Fuck you, Bob. Bob. Fuck you, Gwyneth. Fuck you, fucking Gwyneth. bullshit vibrators. Oh. Fuck you, John List. Coochie candles. Cunt. Fuck your candles. Oh, I hate it. Boo, you whore.
Boo. 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 Suck it, Bob. To both of you. I haven't forgotten about you, Bob. Fucking cocksucker. Yeah, fuck your blue room. Rub my nuts all over both of your houses. Flim flam fucker. Flim flam fucker. Bob. Gwyneth. Piece of shit. Gwabob. (laughs) Gwyneth. Gwyneth. (laughs) Gwenob. Palmer. (laughs) Crantro. (laughs) Fuck you both, you assholes. Fucking cocks. Swindlers. Swindles. Swindlers. Swindling. Uh, Swindles. God damn it. Uh,